0: broadcasting from the UNMC College of Nursing. Get ready for RN Huddle, the podcast dedicated to bringing hot topics for and by nurses to the table. Hello, everybody. Welcome to RN Huddle. I am your host, Heidi Keeler, and I'm broadcasting from the UNMC College of Nursing. And as I Consider my nursing practice and some of the situations that we find ourselves in when we are delivering care. You know, you always have those situations where you have multiple things going on, and you know, not everything can happen right as it's scheduled in a person's care plan. And so, what we're going to talk about today is what happens when your workload is heavy and you may not make your Uh, the times on your care plan exactly? How can you balance workload and timing of medications, uh, prep of different tests? How can you balance these things? and, And what happens when it doesn't? Is there some sort of legal trouble you can find yourself in if you don't figure out good strategies to manage this? So today, we'll bring this to you in the form of a discussion with Dr. Joyce Black and Attorney Katie Cheadle. This is a continuation of the discussions we've been having here at RN Huddle on the legal issues that are involved in nursing. So let's get right to it. Let's listen to the discussion to see what we can do about timing and balancing our nursing workload.
1: Hello, this is Katie Cheadle. I am a medical malpractice defense attorney in Omaha, Nebraska. I am here today with Professor Joyce Black, uh, who is with the University of Nebraska College of Nursing, and we are talking today about issues that we see um, in nursing from a legal perspective. And one of the things I want to talk to you today about, um, Joyce, is some, some questions I get asked and some issues I see in some cases about nurses giving medications. We routinely see in our cases that there are medication orders for 9 a.m. and that there's several medications to be given at 9 a.m. I also see um, routinely that my nurses are extremely busy when they get on shift. Not always do they have time to do their complete bed report and um, exam of the patient before 9 a.m. So they're curious about, do I give these medications at 9 a.m. per physician order? Do I wait until I've done my full exam to give these medications, even though it may be 9.30 or 10 before I get to that patient? Uh, What do you think is reasonable for the nurse to do in the situation of giving medications to their patients?
2: Well, I think the question you're running into stems from a practice in which it's been understood that if a medication is ordered for 9 o'clock in the morning, the nurse has a half hour on each side of that from 8.30 to 9.30 to give that medication and still be within the time frame allocated. In fact, the electronic medical record flashes red when the time lapses from when the medication is scheduled and should be given. So it puts a lot of pressure on the staff nurse to keep the medications going on their schedule. And sometimes, as you say, uh, the time gets ahead of them, and it's already after nine o'clock before they've even seen the patient yet. but there also um is something called the Five Rights of Patient Medication administration, and they really overlay this in fact um uh, with more intensity than the time. It's the right patient at the right time with the right drug, the right dose, and the right route so if you haven't seen the patient yet as a nurse and a uh, case in point, I presume would be you don't know what the patient's blood pressure is, then you really shouldn't be giving medications to treat blood pressure if you don't know what the blood pressure is. You shouldn't be giving insulin if you don't know what the blood sugar is. So all of those are important. And the nursing process is the headset of nurses, and the first step of that process is assessment. So what's the assessment data in this patient? What's their blood pressure? What's their blood sugar? What's their pain level? And then you intervene based on that data. And it's very easy to get tempted to just get the medications done. sort of the task look at it. You know, I'm just going to get through them to get them done. And we need to back up as nurses and make sure that, yes, it's ordered, but it may be the wrong drug at this point in time. And I just need to hold it for an hour or two until the physician can be notified to see if they want to continue giving the drug.
1: So what you're saying, for example, would be that if a nurse comes in and doesn't have an opportunity to fully examine the patient, it depends on whether or not she or he can hold this drug or or not give this drug within that nine o'clock or the hour window. And I will tell you, we get attorneys who argue that is going against physician order, that that is a violation by the nurse because he or she didn't give this drug within a half hour window of 9 a.m. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is there's more to it than that, that we don't just look at the time. That's one of the five rights. And sometimes it's okay to have that time lapse in order to make sure we're actually giving something that should be given instead of just robotically giving
2: medicine without thinking about it. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's exactly it. I could train you to be a nurse. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying is even though it's ordered doesn't mean it's to be given if there's indications against it. So if the patient's blood pressure is low, it would be detrimental, seriously detrimental to give that drug to lower the blood pressure because once it's consumed, I can't get it back. You know, there aren't a lot of reversal agents for those drugs. And so better to be late with the drug and be appropriate than to give it on time and then regret, you know, the whole rest of your eight or 12 hour shift that you're battling this patient's low blood sugar, low blood pressure, you know, whatever the issue is. So I understand the, the time frame is rigid. And I suppose for someone who's in law and not in medicine, it's easy to look at that and say, oh, there's a deviation from an expected practice of giving the medication within that time frame. So probably easy to look at a medication sheet and say, oh, it should have been given by 9.30 and it wasn't given till 9.45. Well, technically, yes, that's wrong. But more importantly, that the right drug was given at the right time for that patient. And the issue gets even more complicated when you have medication aides that are doing the medications for you. So you as a nurse would know that, you know, I heard report on this patient last night, and he was hypotensive all night long, but the medication aide who's giving meds today didn't hear the same report. And so she's plowing through the medications, just giving them to get the task done, and I didn't communicate. That becomes a bigger issue. And we see that particularly in the long-term care setting where the nurses aren't doing all the medications, but this medication aide is giving them. Generally, in long-term care, people are relatively stable. You know, they don't have those fluctuations in care. But it's still a problem, and it still goes back to responsible administration of meds, not just robotic administration of meds.
1: So what are some suggestions from you as a nursing professor, and also as a, a nurse who reviews medical legal cases, for things the nurses can chart to show that they did think about this, that this these thoughts went through their mind before giving these medications, because we do have cases where all of the data shows that the medication should be given, it is given, and then for whatever reason, now we've got a patient that has an adverse reaction that has never had an adverse reaction before, and the allegation is well you you should have known better, nurse, you should not have given this medication, or we have the situation like I said, where the nurse for whatever reason, maybe she's got four or five patients on the floor that day, and she's trying to get this one assessed, and now this one's had, you know, a, a, an an incident where she's got to stabilize that patient, and she's not even getting to this patient until after 9 a.m. What are the types of things that you think would be reasonable for that nurse to include in her charting, his or her charting, to show the analysis, the thought process, Uh, So that if you were to review it, you would say, absolutely, I think what you did was reasonable in
2: this case. The thing that I look for is pretty simple. Uh, In the narrative notes, it just says blood pressure 80 over 50, BP meds held. That's all I'm looking for. Because I know that that blood pressure was taken prior to the medications being given. And a lot of nurses that do medications for, you know, a whole wing of patients. So this is, again, in long-term care do their own vital signs. They take their own blood pressure. They do the pulse rate themselves because the person who took it at shift change, so shift change was 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. Now it's 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning. That nurse doesn't want to rely even on those older vital signs because those were taken at another point in time. So they take them themselves, and in the record they actually write Uh, blood pressure medication given, so they sign it off on the medication record. And then right alongside of it, they write blood pressure 138 over 90, so that me as the reviewer can say, yep, you absolutely, number one, you knew what the drug was for. Number two, you knew the side effect was low blood pressure, and you confirmed that it wasn't present before you gave the drug. Great example of the nurses understanding what the drug's for, that it may or may not need to be given, and that there's a confirmatory piece of information that goes ahead of it. No oh, pain medication is no different. You wouldn't give strong medication to a patient whose pain level was a two. Doesn't make sense. So it has to match what's going on in the story. But the documentation of holding it doesn't have to be particularly complicated. But in
1: your opinion, they should, if they can, document something to explain. The reasoning behind it, that would give them their best defense if this were to come back in a lawsuit would be documentation of the analysis that they performed um, and their decision of whether to, to give or to not give a medica- medication.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It would be an excellent example of meeting the standard of care. In fact, probably exceeding the standard of care if you documented why you held a drug. Sometimes the nurse will just put a circle around that time indicating it was held without reason. It just says held so that the reviewer has to wonder why it was held. Was it held because it pharmacy didn't have it? Was it held because the patient spit it out? What was the reason? And so if the indication for holding it is listed, that's great. It tells me all I would ever need to know to support it, and it would be very appropriate nursing action to do that.
1: Great. Well, thank you. This is Katie Cheadle and Joyce Black, lawyer here in Omaha, Nebraska and a professor at the University of Nebraska College of Nursing, talking today about nursing care uh, issues as they arise in the legal setting.
0: Let's just go ahead and stop the conversation right here and reflect upon what we just listened to. You know, We always find ourselves in situations, particularly in the acute or the long-term care situations where we've got multiple issues going on. And I know that in listening to this, I have definitely identified with the discussion. I hope that you also identified with the discussion and were able to take away some interesting strategies and a different perspective on how to view this when you encounter it in your own practice. That's what we like to do here at RN Huddle. Hopefully the discussion about the legality of nursing has uh, helped you in your nursing practice. We're going to go ahead and continue this discussion next time on our next broadcast of RN Huddle. Thank you so much for joining us and can't wait to see you here during our next broadcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to RN Huddle. To stay connected, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at UNMC CNE or check out unmc.edu CNE for more program information.